Welcome to The Dive, the official podcast of the Divergent Sections at the Diamondback, UMD's independent student-run newspaper. Today, a group of us have come together to discuss and review Ariana Grande's latest album, Thank You, Next. So I think we're going to start by discussing the project as a whole, but first we're going to go around the room and introduce ourselves so you know who is talking to you today. I am Ali O'Reilly, and I am the editor of the Divergent Section. I'm Julia Lerner. I'm the photo editor. I'm Iris. I'm deputy managing editor. I'm Helen. I'm a copy editor. I'm Manuela. I'm an engagement and uh, staff writer for Div. I don't know why I think that's funny. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jack. I'm Diversions Editor. Uh, I'm Jason. I'm a staff writer for Div. Okay, so Thank You Next is Ariana's second album in the past six months. It follows up her number one album, Sweetener, um, and it includes like the name single Thank You Next, as well as her controversial step into the rap game Seven Rings, and a slew of other pop bangers and ballads. Individually, the songs are pretty diverse in terms of sound, but how do you all think they sound as a project? So I'm coming into this as not an Ariana Grande fan. Um, I never really listened to her. I never really was into her. But I didn't really ever listen to her stuff. And then I heard Seven Rings and I heard um, Thank You Next. And I was like, wow. Can I swear? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, here's this girl that was on Victorious and now she's doing this. Um, so I really, really liked this album. I thought it was really different from Sweetener. But I might also be wrong about that. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it was really different from Sweetener, mainly because this was more of a mature project. I mean, Sweetener was also kind of mature, but this felt very honest, whereas Sweetener felt very, like, overproduced and, like, uh, mass-marketed. Very, like, glossy. Yeah, whereas this was kind of raw and more real. This felt like an I'm a serious artist, not I'm just here to entertain your children. I'm a real person. Yeah. Part of it especially the music videos, seemed like she was trying really hard to get that message across, though, which I felt wasn't the best. Like, she's, you know, just trying too hard. It's just, like, I have liked Ariana for a long time. I'm not, like, a huge fan of her, but, like, I'm always like, oh, yeah, she's there. Um, and, like, this is the... That wasn't in a shady way. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and, like, this, to me, is just, like, her trying to catch up with, like, what's popular right now. And, like, for the past, like, year and a half, two years, it's been, like, rap music that's been what's super popular. And so it's, like, simultaneously, like, exciting for her to kind of, like, switch her sound up. But at the same time, it's, like, we like, it's weird. Like, I can't tell at the end of this album, like, is this really her or is this her putting on this front, you know? Like, I was listening to it and I was just, like, when I was done listening to it the first time, I was, like, Ugh, we're never getting Dangerous Woman Part 2, ever. Like, that was yeah. my first thought after. I was like, ugh. Even just watching the Seven Rings video, I, I thought it was kind of cringy. Just, like, the... Because she's so clearly coming from a place of, like, I just got my heart destroyed. I'm a bad bitch. Like, I'm channeling into that energy. But it just did not feel genuine to me at all. Like, the whole theme of the song and, like, her just trying to flex so hard. I just felt like it didn't... Like, I feel like that character arc is not consistent with her. I feel like she hasn't shown that kind of... And maybe that's, like, the whole point is that she's, like, changed. But I don't know. I just don't feel like we really know her as an artist. It doesn't really feel like a bangers moment to me, like Miley Cyrus bangers. Like, it doesn't feel like she's... But it doesn't feel like she's, like, taking something really starkly different from all her past works. And then I don't think she's going to revert back to her past works after this. Like, for me, listening to Sweetener, it sounded really, like... 
I don't know, like she was trying to heal in like a healthy way and just be happy, positive. And then Mac Miller died and her whole life just changed, turned upside down. And so it was thank you next. She kind of, I don't know, it was just changing the way she processes stuff. Like what was happening before isn't going to work anymore. So she had to be different. I feel like one of the reasons I liked um, Seven Rings so much was because it was not like the rest of her stuff. And it was so different and it was so not her. It was much more of the like, Cardi B, like, I'm a bad bitch, you can't kill me, kind of thing. <laughs> um, and I think that's probably why I liked it, because, you know, I I prefer to listen to music like Cardi B. For me, I felt like this, like, transition into Thank You Next was kind of predictable, honestly. Just, like, based on from what Sweetener was, you're right that I, the vibe, I think, was kind of, like, unique of Sweetener, because she's, like, trying to heal and, like, be healthy and, like move on with her life but it was very like r&b inspired i think the sound so then to me it just it felt like she was setting the stage already for like the next thing to come out to be like as you said like rap like moving into that trend like slowly but surely this is also her first album yeah i think her first album without any features also which i think this was kind of move a move away from like those typical pop songs with one rap verse whereas she's like trying to actually I don't know, master the craft on her own with a lot of collaborators that are like in rap music, producing for rap music, writing for rap music. I think part of the thing about me feeling like it's not genuine is that she really starts to teeter on the border of cultural appropriation with that persona that she's presenting in Seven Rings. The affectation that she has developed, like the way she speaks and kind mm-hmm. of like AAVE now. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people call it like a black scent. Yeah, yeah. like the black scent. The spray tan, which I feel like is kind of one of the more exaggerated controversies because Photoshop is really easy to use. Um, but yeah, like a lot of her vernacular now is just kind of like, you grew up in Boca, like Boca Raton, Florida, right? Like very wealthy, <laughs> like I'm not sure that's like a, a representation of where you're from. Um, and so then with Seven Rings, it's like she's tapping into that Cardi B bad bitch energy. But Cardi B's been a bad bitch since she, like, came up on the scene. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, she talks like that all the time. Ariana did not talk like that a couple of years ago. Yeah. Even in the Princess Nokia song, and we can get into that later, the Princess Nokia song that she supposedly copied, um, she talks about hair and, like, the entire song, Princess Nokia talked about how the concept was about, like, empowering black women when they buy hair because it's kind of, it was seen as, like, a embarrassing thing before and now it's becoming, like, you see Kylie Jenner wearing fake hair, you see Ariana wearing fake ponytails. So, you know, it's kind of like a, I understand, like, the aesthetic and the appeal of it, but I also feel like she needs to have more awareness about what she's doing and saying. Right. Well, Ariana Stan coming to the rescue here, um, <laughs> I think... You made good points, and, like, that's definitely something that, like, if someone takes issue with it, like, respect it, like, it's not my culture to discuss. But saying that, like, a lot of her team on Seven Rings, she wrote that song with her best friends, a few of them being black women. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I feel they would have checked her if they thought she was way too out of line, or even maybe they contributed to the song, and they're like, this is my, this is my piece, this is my mm-hmm. contribution to your art. Um, and with her hair, it's like, she was dyeing her hair that, like, bright, bright red for Nickelodeon um, whenever she was on Victorious. And she's done a few interviews about how buying, like, fake hair is protective style for her as well um, and how she's, like, trying to get her hair back to health. Um, And whenever she doesn't wear fake hair, it, like, breaks and stuff like that. So 
I get that. But like you're saying, like, that is a big part of black women's culture. So where is the line? And, like, who can even draw it? Like, it's very iffy with this album. But I also think she kind of took a step back because most of the songs aren't, like, Seven Rings. Mm -hmm. So that's all. I don't know. That's good and bad because it's good. Like, she didn't try to co-opt that for her whole album. But also, was she just making a spectacle of it? For yeah. Seven Rings and for promotion. I think the question or like the issue that a lot of people have with it is it is it her trying to emulate the culture because she appreciates it and loves it, or is it her attempting to repackage it as something more palatable for the masses? And when it's a white woman doing it, mm-hmm. does that make it like you know does that is it deriving something that like isn't really giving credit to the people who originated it and were criticized and you know made fun of for doing it? How would you tell the difference though? I don't like, know. What would I'm she just, do to? I think it would be. One thing, if it was like this type of music is not what's popular, but like the type of thing that she's emulating with Seven Rings is what's popular right now. And so like, and I also think it would be another thing if in the Seven Rings music video, it was like her and all her like Caucasian girlfriends, but it's not. And like, I don't want to like invalidate anyone's feelings where they think that she's crossing lines because like, I'm a white person, you know, like I can't say that. That's not my job. That's not my role. But I think that she is doing her best to try and, like, represent it and appreciate it and not appropriate. Because I think that she seems like a very PC person, like, obviously cares about all her fans, like, whatever. So, like, that's just my personal opinion. But, like, anyone who does say, like, yeah, her use of AAV is too much, like, of course I'm, like, I hear you, like, like, that's valid. But I... And it's, like, we can talk about her thought process for, like, as long as we want, but it's just, like, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting that she mentioned the hair in Seven Rings, like, buying the hair. And, but I knew that she, like, buys, like, hair mm-hmm. extensions and wears wigs or whatever. So, like, it didn't necessarily seem to me like she was trying to make it, like, a token. Like, oh, ha, ha, I'm appropriating black hair culture because I'm cool or something. Yeah. It, it seems like, you know, it's something she does. If she didn't do that, that would be a different story. I'd be like, <laughs> why are you talking about buying hair if you don't buy hair? Right. But, I don't know. I understand why people are mad about it. But. Yeah. I don't know. We talked about Seven Rings for a while. I'm curious on thoughts on other songs on the album. Like, Seven Rings is very, like, a rap kind of song. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I think makeup kind of is that too. But some of the songs, like, um, Ghostin', that's, like, a really sad, sad song about, like, Mac Miller and Pete. And, yeah. <laughs> and Imagine also is more ballady. So, yeah, what do you all think of, like, how she kind of toes this line between the popular rap music and, like, her original jazzy ballad kind of music? I think the placement of Ghostin' um, in the album, it's, like, Imagine, and then all these songs that are, like, pretty upbeat, and then Ghostin's, like, sort of toward the end. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, there's a nice, like, storyline. It's also just really, eth- like, ethereal when you hear the song. It's just really sad. Yeah. It is a really sad song. Um, for anyone who hasn't heard it, it's pretty much just, like, lyrically, it's her saying, like, she's with someone, but she can't stop dreaming of and thinking of someone else. And context clues kind of say it's, like, whenever she's with Pete, Mac dies, and she's still mourning him, and, like, how she has to navigate out of both relationships in a way. I really liked the direction of imagination. Like, the whistle tone and, like, that, like, that older Ariana stuff, like, that... That shit gets me going. I love that. I love the whistle tone. She sounds like not like a human. Like it's so cool to hear her range and everything. 
So, I don't know. I just, I like it when she was more kind of along the soulful, kind of Mariah Carey-esque wave, like the R&B, but mm-hmm. she made it her own. And I do like that, like, integration of hip-hop elements, but, like, imagine, like, for me, that was one of my favorite songs off of the album. Yeah, I think she even often forgets that she is famous because she can sing. Like, she can sing. Like, she started on Broadway and, like, made her way to where she is now. And so whenever I heard Seven Rings, I liked it, but I was, like, disappointed. I was like, this doesn't showcase your voice at all. You're pretty much talking the whole song. But then, yeah, like, Imagine and pretty much every other song on the album really showcases that range that I missed a lot. Yeah, I agree. I think her voice was still not its, like, best showcasing on this one, like, You'll never repeat Dangerous Woman. I'm going to bring that up several more times because I love that album. Same as my favorite. But, um, you know, that was my main problem with Sweetener was that it was a lot of songs that sounded the same and her voice really not... She wasn't doing herself justice, I felt like. Mm-hmm. So on this one, I just thought she was really, like, adapting to the culture of, like, not worrying about overproducing your stuff, just kind of, like, writing, producing, releasing right away, like... Mm-hmm. So, so many of the popular artists now are just, like, have really quick turnarounds with their albums, and that's obviously what she's doing now. So, obviously, like, this song isn't, I mean, this album isn't as technical as, like, her past ones. But I think that this one, she's having a lot more fun. But she did turn this album around in, like, two weeks, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, whereas a Sweetener, that was in production for months. Yeah. So, but I like the production on this more than I do on Sweetener. I think Sweetener mm-hmm. was very Pharrell, yeah. which was... I didn't mind it. I, I love Pharrell. I didn't mind it either, but uh, it was just so distinct. It didn't feel like Ariana. It felt like Pharrell featuring yeah. Ariana. Yeah. Where And I mean, I gave the album such high praise, and now that I've heard Thank You Next, I'm like, wow, I wish I hadn't said all that stuff, because this is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. This is everything I wanted out of an Ariana album. I think Thank You Next is a lot better than Sweetener. I agree. And I think it's so much more cohesive as a project. Um, I just... I want to take a moment to acknowledge the fact that she is grieving the death of, like, one of her greatest loves, and she was still able to create, like, a really impressive piece of artwork, and I think that's really incredible, because how long ago did Mac die? Not that long. Like, a couple of months, Mm -hmm. and she ended her engagement, and she's been grilled (laughs) under the media for the past few months for, you know... Everything. (laughs) ...doing the shit that she does, so, like... That's a lot, and the fact that she's making shit instead of having a complete mental breakdown is pretty impressive to yeah. me. All while preparing for the Sweetener World Tour, which yeah. is starting really soon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she's integrating... She's a therapist, though. Like, she's, yeah. she's definitely escaping something. Yeah, she's integrating, I think, both albums into the tour, but yeah, it was originally planned for just Sweetener, and that's been rehearsed through the creation of Thank You, Next. It's just, it's been a wild couple months for her. Mm. Um, but I think she did a great job of paying homage to Mac on this album. Like, Ghostin has kind of a sample from one of his songs. I don't remember which one. Um, Imagine is also something she kind of wrote about him. And I think she did a great job of... I think a lot of people criticize her for milking his death, but they were together for, like, six years. So I think she's done a really good job. there's any milking happening Yeah, Like, he was a part of her life. Like, hate women a lot. Yeah. That's how I feel about that. Like, she can milk it for the rest of her goddamn life if she's so pleases. Like, that is tragic. Yeah, Yeah, but I think she did a really good job of channeling her emotions into this album in a good artistic way. Can we talk about Thank You Next? Thank you. Banger. <laughs> I, you know what I love about that song? Which I feel like we don't get enough of is that, like, we finally got a breakup song that's, like, like happy. 
you know what I mean? Right. Like, so she's well, like, yeah. you know, thank you for being in my life, um, but I'm ready to move on. And, like, even though we might not like each other anymore, like, it's okay. When she first released the song Me before the song came out, I was kind of like, yes, a bitter, petty song. I'm going <laughs> right? to smash windows. This is awesome. And then we didn't get that. And I was kind of like, oh, at first. No, and I, I love that so much because, like, that is definitely a part of, like, breaking up that is just, like, not covered, I feel like, at all. Because there's so many, like, confusing emotions that happen with breaking up. And a lot of them are definitely negative. But, like, the best part of it is, like, when you're finally ready to, like, move on and be happy. And you want them to be happy, too. Yeah. Plus, I think a lot of breakups are less dramatic than entertainment often portrays them to be. I mean, obviously things happen, like people cheat, people lie, mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, I think with Ariana, her past relationships ending, like, at least with Mac and with Pete, like, that ended at, like, a place of, like, this is just not our time. Um, which I think is good that she made a song about that because that's, like, her truth. Mm-hmm. Plus, the music video is brilliant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like this song. I really do. But I was, like kind of disappointed that this was the number this was the number one that she got because like obviously she deserved it but like justice for god as a woman that song was robbed yeah (laughs) like i wish i could pick the best songs off sweetener and the best songs off thank you next and put them together Mm -hmm. because i think they both have their high points and their low points but i think like if you're like tablet tabulating it out like average wise thank you next is like clearly stronger to me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like the song itself i honestly feel like that song, like, marked a turning point in her career or her perception in, like, the media and just in general, like, the pop, like the public. I just remember that song, You Could Not Escape It. I wasn't mad about it. Like, I literally, it was one of those songs I listened yeah. to it over and over and you over You still can't again. escape it. Yeah. yeah. And it just, like, it just got so much attention on social media. I feel like, like, that was, like, the point where you could not deny that Ariana Grande was, like, one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's crazy because... I mean, like, who who is on your Twitter feed more than Ariana? Like, who is at the top of their game like she is right now? I can't think of anyone. Like, I mean, I don't know. I always thought that was, like, my algorithm. But, I mean, maybe everyone's seeing a lot of Ariana. <laughs> She's inescapable. Like, yeah, I get, like, the recommended tweets, like, Ariana Grande tweets. Really? Yeah, I just don't even follow her. her on anything. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they write articles about all of our tweets. It's kind of like, you know, Chrissy Teigen, like, last year. It was, like, every time she tweeted, there was an article about it on BuzzFeed. I feel like, now that's Ariana. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it, it helps to follow certain someone's room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I also think, though, this album and, like, the months leading up to it, or weeks, whatever, like, kind of entered an era of overexposure for Ariana. Like, kind of, you reach this point in your career where it's everything you do is going to be shot on, criticized, sometimes rightfully so, sometimes not. And, like, I don't know, I feel like she's in a really weird space right now as a star because I don't necessarily know everyone she's appealing to. I don't know if my parents really care about her, but who knows? They might. (laughs) I don't know. I think she is kind of doing her best to handle her fame in like a really graceful way Mm -hmm. like I think that she her like attitude of like not giving a fuck like I like at some points it's like it seems like a front like we kind of talked about but also like she's kind of just like having a really good message in some parts where it's like telling people to kind of like do you be you not really worry like especially thank you next like what better like breakup song can there be to just kind of be like happy that it happened, ready for the next thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that she's 
kind of appealing to people to like, I don't know, just like not really worry about other stuff. And it is interesting just how much she has been through at this point in her life. She is so young and she has survived a terrorist attack. And yeah. all of I know, I kind of forget that. about that. Like, like, yeah, like that's happened so long ago, but yeah, it's still such a big part of her life. How old like, is she? She's 25. She's not with her anymore. <laughs> I mean, she's younger? She still looks like 19 to me. <laughs> it's just, it's so interesting that she has been through all of this and has is such an, like, has just been through so much. And we still kind of look at her as the, not necessarily, like, ditzy little girl, but, you know, to many people, that's still who she is. I think mm-hmm. a lot of those just to hold over from being on TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially her character from yeah. Taurus was, like, the dumb. Ditzy little girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she talked like this. Like, people thought that was her actual voice for the longest time. And yeah. Then, well, now we don't know what her actual voice is because she well, changes I, it up all the time. I think but. that's the interesting part about, like, her career is that for, you know, for a long time she's been building, 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 building. And the last, like, few things that happened were all, like, really tragic things. And she, like, pretty publicly handled them well like very well and so people were like oh my god I love Ariana she's so nice and sweet and like blah 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 and that like bubbled and bubbled and bubbled and it got to the point where I think sometimes when people see that someone is so high they like really want to tear them down and they're just right. waiting for something to happen and I feel like the kanji thing was like right. with uh, the BBQ grill tattoo yeah, yeah. seven rings she like tattooed she wanted to tattoo seven rings on her hand but then like didn't finish it because it hurt or something and then yes. people the teased her was... because what it actually said was like little barbecue bar grill yeah. yeah yeah so I feel like she reached that point now where like people kind of forget and don't want to sympathize with her anymore at least mm-hmm. you know not her fans but um and now they're like ready for her to like be canceled or I, I got right. two things to say so first of all misogyny because I feel like that's just a huge part of why people always try to pick at her is like like Takashi and then Ariana and oh, more God, people yeah. tweeting Literally. about Ariana all right. the time like she can't breathe and like not be courteous I think so what I was saying before is like you can't escape her when there is such a large portion of attention or like public I guess public attention paid to her all the time eventually people are going to get sick of it. And I think that's part of it, is that people are just tired of seeing her all the time, like, seeing positive things about her. And I think it's kind of started with um, Thank You Next, where people are like, God, she's so annoying. Like, will she ever shut up? Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's just kind of like, now, like you were saying, like, everybody's just, like, waiting for an opportunity to Mm -hmm. just be able to go on her some more because they're just, like, kind of sick of her, like, being a, like, happy, productive person, I yeah. guess. Taylor Swift was a good Literally. example of that. Yeah. Um, even Justin Bieber, even though he actually did bad things. But still, like, yeah. he got to a point where he was really, really, really famous, and then, like, he started, people were, like, ready for him to do bad things, and then he did. Yeah. yeah. And, but the it's, only, like, I guess I am not so involved in, like, her stan Twitter. Like, I just, I don't see these issues, like, cultural appropriation, just because I, I just didn't know. I didn't read about it. I didn't see it. Um... So I guess in my mind, the only bad, bad in quotation marks things she's done was that donut incident oh that was God. so good. Oh, she was that she was and said like I hate America. Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess you were so pissed. Queen, honestly. I guess yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if that happened today, everyone would love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, it was just weird. I, what was that? <laughs> I guess I'm just feeling like, like she just hasn't done anything wrong, and people are really, really looking. I think some of it also is just, like, when you can't escape her, it's like 
you're in an improv troupe and they just like drew a name from a hat and you're supposed to make jokes about it, like oh Ariana's the the hot hot thing of the month, so we gotta turn out some content for this. Right. We wrote an article about things that lasted longer than her engagement. <laughs> I was not involved. Yeah. I was not involved in that, I will say. <laughs> it was a little mean, but, you know, yeah. content is content, man. Um, yeah. I mean, th- here's my stance. I don't think she's a bad person. Mm-mm. I don't think she's ignorant. I think she means really well, and I think that she can be kind of naive with a lot of the things that mm-hmm. she does. I don't think the thing with the barbecue grill came from a poor place. I think it came from a place of privilege, and when you're privileged... You don't necessarily have to think about all of the effects that your actions are going to have on other people. Mm-hmm. So she, as a white woman, maybe didn't understand why it would be offensive for her to start, you know, like a lot of people were criticizing her use of Japanese and her merchandise because they were saying, like, you are kind of fetishizing it and making it into an aesthetic when it's an entire culture and language. Um, and then just like a lot of other stuff like that, like the entire question of, like, is she appropriating black culture because she's, like, taking so many elements from hip hop and rap, like, all of these things. I feel like you can look and see very clearly that she's not doing it because she's a bad person. She's doing it because she didn't think about it, and she's a 20-something-year-old woman, and she makes choices that are available for the entire world to see and nitpick. So I think that sometimes she needs to work on her reactions a little bit because, Yeah, her Twitter can sometimes be... And I think it's, again, it's like she's a 20-something-year-old woman with millions of people watching her every move. I'm sure I would be, like like absolutely on fire in a dumpster if I were in her position like making any mistake and just like trying to deal with it and not listening to all these people who like want you to kill yourself like I get it like I had some issues with when people were talking about how they were saying Ariana you should not be appropriate in Japanese culture this is why we find this problematic actual Japanese fans and she kind of guilt tripped them and was like she made it more about her than actually just addressing the issue so it's like yeah I get it She, she fucked up she shouldn't have done that, but, like, Jesus Christ. Like, think of all the other artists out there who are doing actually awful stuff, and usually, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, like, such a, like, I'm on the misandrist wave tonight, but, like, so many awful men doing awful shit, and it's like, oh, Chris Brown. Still profit. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Brown probably raped that woman in Paris, but he's still he in... He can do a cool backflip, though. Yeah, he can do a cool backflip <laughs> and sell a t-shirt that says that, that bitch lion. And people are like, yeah, no, that's permissible, but Ariana, like, gets a silly mistake on her tattoo, and people are like, we should burn her yeah. at the stake. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sex, sex, Tassian as well. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> he was unfortunately martyred after his death, so, like, that is, like, a whole... Yeah. yeah. I don't well, know. Okay, so piggybacking off the controversy talk, Queer baiting in the breakup with your girlfriend, I'm bored music video. So that video came out the same night as the album at midnight. Um, and it just kind of looked like Ariana trying to get this guy, this girl's man. And the whole video, they're like at a party and a pool, whatever. And then the last one second, one millisecond, the girlfriend grabs Ariana, who looks exactly like her, and goes to kiss her. But you don't see the actual kiss. So just like implying that they make out, which by definition, is queer baiting. So, thoughts on that? Did something else, like, really newsworthy happen when the video also dropped? Because I didn't see a lot about it. 
I think it was a very like niche Ariana thing. It was kind of low key. Well, yeah. it, it, it happened it. really late at night. Also, it was the it's the same time all music comes out. Like the album dropped, any other new albums and singles dropped, and the music video all at the same time. Yeah, I just heard a lot of people saying because like when she released the album track list and break up with your girlfriend and a board was on it, and people were like, oh wow, I cannot wait for this. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like it was a, a pretty mediocre song. Break up with your girlfriend. I like it. Well, okay, so I was saying earlier, like before we started this, I liked, I liked the verse mm-hmm. the, and everything around the chorus. I thought it was like really nice musically, like it sounded cool. Mm-hmm. The chorus just kind of seemed underwhelming, just from what the title. The title like sets an expectation to me because I think right. it's clever. It's like, oh, okay, like what are you gonna say? Like, right. but then she she, just it just come, it. falls flat. <laughs> yeah, and it's like whatever. And I feel that the same way with this music video. It. You have such big expectations, and you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting for something to happen, and, like, nothing happened. And, like, I even thought from the beginning, I was like, oh, is she, like, hitting on the girl? Like, yeah. I like, but I think that's not what they were trying to do. They were trying to, like, drop tiny hints, but, like, it kind of just seemed really obvious that she was, like, hitting on the girl. Yeah. Especially because wasn't there something a little while ago about her... With her with, self-love versus... Yeah, her, oh, so with the, the Thank Audrey, You Next lyrics, it yeah. says, like, her name is Ari, but people thought it said her name is Aubrey. So people thought, oh, or is she bi? And then this music video comes out, and, like, what you're saying is, like, the art of queer baiting, you know? Like, you're dropping yeah. all these tiny little hints, but you're never going to actually show a queer relationship, which, like, it's historically rooted in, like, TV and movies and stuff where they just imply a queerness. Um, so I was... I mean, I was really excited when I saw that in the music video. Like, I screamed, like, on the couch with my friends, like, oh, my God, Ariana was kissed a girl. Um, <laughs> and then I tweeted about it and whatever. Um, but then, you know, reading people's critiques, like, why would you do that? Why didn't you just kiss? Or, like, why aren't you going to say, like, was it actually a hint at, oh, I'm bi? Or was it a hint at, oh, I'm going to love myself because the girl looked just like her? Yeah. Or was it just... It just wasn't uh, clear. From what strange. we know, Ariana is not LBGTQ. From what she shared with everyone, right? She's had plenty of time and room to clarify with people yeah. if she's into women, yeah, and she hasn't. So that's where I take issue. Like, yeah, lesbians are awesome, but you can't use them as an accessory, or you can't use the sexy, provocative nature of right. women being gay to sell your product or to make your video like more daring. You know, that's where it's like fetishizing and it, I know that's not what she wants for her fans like she has such a big like gay fan base so yeah. <laughs> just a big fat gay fan base like. and I think the weird thing with that is that you think a lot of her LGBT fans would be kind of pissed but that's not what I'm seeing online I mean personally I'm not mad most of my friends not mad well I think so. that's because you're fans well yeah yeah <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying I mean with the Seven Rings music video I was able easily to be like like, this yeah. is something worth critiquing a little bit. Like, I liked the song. I thought it was fun. But with this, I didn't think that until I started seeing other discourse. I kind of cut you off earlier. Yeah. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, I, well, I do like the song. I'll admit, it's not like... Awkward. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, it, it bumps. But, like, yeah, I'm like, not like... Like, I think I'll be over it in, like, a week, though. <laughs> but with the music video, like, it's like... I want to be mad, but it's, like, it's Ariana, so I feel like I can't. But at the same time, 
I wish that she had used, not, I don't want to say used because it's not like a tool for something to do, but I'd wish she had like had that idea for a different song because this did not like the use of like implying that she was going to kiss a woman does not fit with this song. That is not what this is a song about, you know? And so like, I think if it was like a song that was like a pride anthem, like something like off the top of my head, like something like Kesha or Demi Lovato has written, they both have like a lot of pride anthems, Mm. you know, like even though Ariana is appealing to like that community she doesn't really have a lot of pride anthems which like i like obviously i'm not gonna like clock her for that because like she's not obligated to um and i think she's shown her support in several other ways but it's like you didn't need to like i'm sure there were so many other ideas for this that the fact that like the music video was her just looking into the camera for three and a half minutes and then almost kissing a girl like i'm so underwhelmed and like i think that could have been Literally, <laughs> it could have been. It could have been so much more powerful and intriguing if she like used it with like a real purpose. And for right. this, I didn't think it was purpose. I think this was to get people tweeting about it, and that's Creepy. my only thing. Yeah. yeah. Like we were talking about the execution of the video and the concept, and that's not where my issue lied. My issue lied that she thinks that like queerness is something that you can just pick and choose as mm-hmm. something like as as a talking point for people to like be like did you see yeah. exactly like if you are lbgt okay just like say it say <laughs> it own it yeah. like you can make as many music videos as you want like date girls please but if you're not <laughs> are you please but if she's not which she has implied that she's not mm-hmm. you you can't insert yourself into that narrative. You can't, like, I don't care if you love the LGBT community and, like, you have respect for them. Mm-hmm. You are not doing anybody any service or, like, you're not doing any charity work by being like, I love the gays so much, I'm going to pretend, I'm going to humor them a little bit. Like, I'm going to let them imagine <laughs> yeah. that I'm one of them, you know? I'm just not yeah. into that at all. And I feel like that's the thing with Ariana is, like, in a lot of ways, she's constantly trying to find ways to insert herself into narratives that aren't hers to tell. And, like, mm-hmm. she can be really supportive, like, she can be an ally, but she doesn't have to make herself the center of the issue. Right. And I think that's right. what she can struggle with sometimes. And it's just, like, the whole thing of allyship, like, oh, like especially, like, a straight white woman, like, she doesn't have a lot of factors going against her so she sees that other people have like sort of factors of oppression and she's like hmm like what can I do to make this about me you know kind of and well in the past too like I'm thinking a lot about the god is a woman video right now because that video was phenomenal amazing the lyrics were awesome Mm -hmm. the vocals impressive like (laughs) I really like that song I really like the video I really like the message it's a a really cool video it's a cool video it taps into a lot of different things and like whenever she performed it at, I think it was the VMAs, like, there were a lot of women of color with her, like, it was very celebratory, celebratory of womanhood, and I think she did that really well, and now, with this, it was, like, a pretty boring video, only kind of black and gray and color, and, like, it's just a weird thing, and she's not really paying homage to anyone or, like, making anyone feel good, I don't know, it's just strange, I enjoyed it, but I definitely understand the critiques. Whereas, I don't know, with God is a Woman, she did so much awesomeness, like Madonna, that speech from Pulp Fiction, like all of that was just amazing. And then, yeah, now with this video, it's kind of lackluster and just like poking at social issues as they pop up. This whole thing just like basically leaves me confused. 
for lack of a better term, because I'm wondering, is this her way of slowly trying to tell us that she might be bi? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a possibility. I don't know. Yeah. Like, There's but, like a 0.01% chance. I did. Well, so exactly. I so, yeah. <laughs> and also, like, is this really actually about, like, was this her trying to be clever about self-love? That's kind of what like, it looks I like. I don't like, I don't know. Like, it felt, the like, video if felt it was going to be like that, then they should have just, like, cloned her. Like, they definitely had the money yeah. to do that, like, with editing, sure. you know what I mean? She had a mirror. Like, and, it's, yeah. and it <laughs> starts just, like, with her, away, like, it didn't... Yeah, it starts with her in that one look, and then it transitions to her changing her look to yeah. look like someone else, and then she ends up kissing that someone else. Yeah, it know. also kind of looks While like While also throwing second, major and... three-way vibes, like, the yes. whole video, like... And it was just... Maybe she's just trying not... to tell us that she wants a threesome. Yeah, who knows? So, I guess to close it off, we've been recording for a while, um, just... <laughs> so, does, we've discussed, like, how good things from the album, um, missteps, obviously, in this career. You know, looking back on everything, I feel like Sweetener was kind of this... Well, Julia brought up earlier the Manchester bombing, which she didn't really touch on, and I feel like Sweetener was kind of, like, a message to her fans after that. You know, like, it's all going to be okay, like, we can get through this, whereas Thank You Next is kind of Ariana being, like, it's Ariana time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's, so, I don't know, so does the album as a whole, does that message, like, shine over any mishaps and, like, weirdness she tries to create? I feel like she's just figuring things out. I hope that she's learning from her mistakes. Sometimes I feel like she's not, and she keeps making, like, not in like this they're not the same type of mistakes necessarily but they're the same kind of mm-hmm. i guess like like they come faults in the same logic sort yeah. of you know like they're just like you should have thought about that you should have thought about that it's like how many more chances is she going to get before people are like well actually i don't know if she actually is so- socially aware or if she's just kind of like problematic mm-hmm. or whatever and i know you guys are going to talk about cancel culture so like that's the whole thing too um but for me i guess like a comparison i would make is Tyler, the creator's cherry bomb versus um, flower boy. Right. And I feel like a lot of people compare and they say that cherry bomb is what Tyler really wanted um, flower boy to be like. It was kind of like, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't mind it that much, but like the concept, everything that he wanted cherry bomb to be like, you realized it in flower boy because it was just like a more evolved version I guess you could say like it kind of felt a little bit unfinished like a little bit like half-baked sort of and I feel like there's like a similar way of thinking with me with Sweetener and Thank You Next like I think Thank You Next is what Sweetener wanted to be Mm -hmm. because Sweetener is so polished like I think a little bit too produced like it doesn't feel quite as natural and Thank You Next is like I feel like really kind of like I mean I feel like visceral is a very intense word but you can tell it's coming from a place of like raw emotion and it wasn't something that was just worked on for hours and hours and hours over a span of a year like it's something she pumped out so like it's 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 straight from the heart so I think that I mean I'm curious to see what she does next like sweetener I listened to it and I was like okay god is a woman what else you know Mm -hmm. I felt like so many of them were like very forgettable and this one like after I was like Yes, NASA. Yes, Bloodline. Yes, break up with your girlfriend. Like, I like, like, there are still some that, like, I'm not in love with. Like, bad idea. Couldn't tell you anything about it, cause, <laughs> even though I've listened to it a few times. Same with, like, makeup. But I think that this has more peaks than Sweetener. 
I'm at least optimistic for where she's going to go from here. I'm not a huge fan of hers. Like, I don't listen to a lot of her music, but I'm like, you know, I'm here and there. I pay attention. Um, and I think we've, we all agree that, like, generally the perception is, is that she's pretty much a nice person, kind of naive. Like, she will make these, like, mistakes sometimes, but, like, on the grand scale of, like, mistakes, like, these are not so bad. And hopefully she's young and just, like, learning by making those mistakes, so hopefully she won't, like, repeat this queer-baiting, appropriating kind of thing, and I see that she's working really hard to get better and, like, you know, develop self-love and spread love, and I think that's all we can ask for, and hopefully the music will evolve with that as well, and, as you say, become a little more memorable, unique as she gets more experiences. I mean, yeah, definitely Thank You Next is, like, more of her own emotions. Like, Sweetener, when it came out, I think it was super polished because it had been, like, two years since Dangerous Woman came out, so they wanted to make sure there were hits. But then this is, like, she's just releasing the music. Like, she's just saying, this is me. Have fun with it. If you like it, yay. If you don't, like, too bad. It's my music. And yeah. it's more, like, she her own style is more, like, R&B, and she does like rapping. Like, mm -hmm. she does like rap music. So, I don't know, I hope, yeah, in the future she learns to not be naive and still make, like, good, unique music. It's kind of ironic that her biggest commercial success has come from an album that was probably, like, the least geared towards her. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, I mean, at the end of the day, she still has vocals. She can still dance voice. and sing live at the same time and wow a crowd. I'm seeing her in March. I cannot be more excited. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the future of Ariana Grande, and I am very impressed with what she put out. Okay, so now that we've dove into Ariana's latest album, Thank You, Next, we're going to move on to another topic. Um, it's still Ali here. Here with Jason. And we're going to talk about cancel culture, um, specifically with, like, celebrities and how their wrongdoings can be kind of pushed aside or either take over their entire image. Um, so I guess a good transition would be to start talking about Ariana. Uh, and we touched on some of those things when talking about her album, but uh, something Jason and I noticed is that she's kind of survived these scandals, um, and she continues, well, and her fans continue to stand behind her and kind of further this... She tries to learn, but they don't necessarily further her learning. Um, mm -hmm. So the things that come to mind for me first are years ago with the whole donut looking incident. Um, that was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, even back then, I wasn't a huge fan of her then, but I remember being like, leave this girl alone. Yeah. Like, she was just having a weird day. She was just probably drunk or something in, like, yeah. this donut shop or whatever. I don't know. I, like, I never thought that was anything to take seriously. Right. And so it was so easy for her to kind of push back that, past that. I think a lot of people were taking issue with she said something like, I hate America. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, who hasn't said they hate America? Right. <laughs> um, and then years later, I mean, I don't think her career took too big of a hit, but now she's kind of back on this, like, superstardom thing. And now there are issues with cultural appropriation and the Seven Rings video, which mm -hmm. we talked about how that's a valid concern, and we're hoping that she's listening. Um, and with the barbecue grill tattoo on her hand. Yeah, and the queer baiting and break up with your girlfriend. Right. Uh, yeah, just so many... Well, I don't want to say so many. It's like a lot of little things yeah. that aren't career-ending, aren't morally abhorrent, yeah. um, but they still kind of suck. Yeah, I think these are more the type of things that are like conversation starters. Right. You know, and I think that 
there's a really blurry line between trying to stick up for a culture and try to represent it in a way to uh, showcase it to a wider audience or if like you're profiting off it in a way that other people from that culture don't. Right. And I think that's where Ariana is kind of getting confused. Um, so I really don't think that she has poor intentions at all. I think she's just kind of like doing things that she's not familiar with, with the best intentions, but not necessarily executing it in the best right. way. And even though like there were, there were people of color helping her producing the song and the video for Seven Rings, it's the same thing where it's like, you can't speak for your whole community. Like if someone right. in the queer community said, oh, you can say the F slur around me. Like, I don't care. You don't get to make that decision for the rest of the community. Right. And I've had other people try to make that sort of argument, but it's like, you still have to be respectful of everyone. Right. And it seems like something that kind of pushes the whole cancel narrative is, like, stan culture and mm -hmm. how Ariana's fans, like, specifically on Twitter, people will stand up for her unapologetically. Um, and there are other people who will take any opportunity to knock her down a peg because, right. you know, she's at this, like, overexposure point almost. Right. She's, like, too famous for her own good. The anti-stands. Right. <laughs> yeah, so there's, like, people pushing for her, telling her she's, like, totally horrible and should just completely quit doing things, and then she has her stand saying, oh, you're fine, you didn't do anything wrong. So it's yeah. kind of leaving no room for dialogue. Um, yeah, so yeah. hopefully she's finding some space for right. that. And it's so ridiculous how, like, people like Ariana, who in my eyes is clearly not a bad person yeah um just kind of done like a few like missteps and it's crazy to me how some people are so quick to write them off completely but then you have other people like chris brown who's still making successful music like what almost a decade after we found out that he's like an abuser right every time i'm so at a function and freaky friday with chris oh, brown comes on i literally like stop moving I like stand still with like my mouth closed hands clasped I'm like I am like this is my silent protest like I am not here for this man right and I feel the same way about that song Fifi Nicki Minaj and <sighs> Takashi 6 9 oh I hate that song well I've never listened to it all the way through mm -hmm. but I don't want to listen to any Takashi songs ever right. uh, I Nicki Minaj, that's such a tumultuous situation. Used to be my girl, yeah. and now I'm like goodbye and ugh, goodbye forever. Even though there's no like, there or I'm not gonna say not a lot because there's a lot of different things that have come out about her. Um, where, where she hasn't really been accused of being an abuser. I have seen some things where she pulled a knife on her ex fiance Safari, mm. um, but you know, like abuser sympathy to me, it's just, like, like, it's so widespread in the community, because, like, look at all these people that are still collabing with, um, Chris Brown and R. Kelly up until recently. Right. Um, but Nicki Minaj, and the way that she did it, where she was just so unapologetic and, like, proud to be, like, oh, like, I love you, like, no matter what you do, you're my boy, blah, blah, blah. And even with her new fiancé, Kenneth Zupatti, like, she, the, when people, like, were commenting on her post being, like, sis, like, he's a rapist, blah, 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 blah. Her comments back were, like, he was 15, she was 16, like, blah, 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 blah. It was fine. And I'm just, like, like, your attitude and your message that you are 
promoting is not something that your fans need to be right. jumping on the bandwagon to. So for me, like, ugh, I remember when Fifi came out, I like had to force myself to not listen to it. That I'd like sometimes only listen to like just her verse because I'm right. like, if I only listen to her, it's fine. But when she came out with that second 6 9 song with Kanye on it too, oh, I was God. just like, all right sis you better stop yeah i remember well i've always liked nikki especially because her message for a long time was about like women's empowerment and like i know she was doing like scholarship funds stuff like that like helping women mm -hmm. get educated but i think it's awesome and then she put out that song with chris brown and drake only i think it is and that's a right. bop like i'm not even gonna lie i really like right. that song but that for me was kind of like why is she doing a song with chris brown i thought her and rihanna were cool I don't know what's going on. And then now, it's a song with 6 9 that just... And he's going to jail soon. So, like, yeah. what did you stand up for him for all that for? Like, it really right. didn't amount to anything. Right. And also, the way that it seems like her whole thing with women empowerment... Like, I, I think she believes that. And I think she does her best to do that. But at the same time, to me, it comes off as, like, her whole thing where she's the queen of rap, blah, 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 blah. She's not willing to, like, share that, you right. know? And there's so many great female rappers who are out there just, like, not big right now. Like, Lizzo, Rico Nasty, Cupcake, Sweetie. Literally, just to name, like, a few. There are so many more yeah. that are, like, coming up. And it's, like, I literally went through Nicki Minaj's track list from every one of her albums. She has one collaboration with another female rapper. It's on Queen, but it's with Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown has not, like, released new music since, like, the 90s. Right. So, like, I just feel like Nicki's message with women empowerment and bringing women up is kind of lost in that because Nicki doesn't want other women to be successful in the rap game. Yeah. Because she wants to keep that to herself, and I think that's selfish. It's like she uplifts women who could who she sees can never really be on her level. Mm -hmm. Like, she likes uplifting women who aren't necessarily trying to... I don't want to say come for her crown. Because I honestly... I mean, referencing all this, I think it has a lot to do with Cardi B and her, mm -hmm. like, having a beef. Um, that's kind of the biggest contender for coming for Nikki's crown. Um, right. And she just, like, never really tried, I don't think, to be supportive of Cardi. And I don't think Cardi's intentions were ever, I want to steal Nikki's thunder. Right. It was like, I want to just, I want to do my own thing. Right. And I, like, when I listen to their songs, they're completely different. Right. Like, every verse that Cardi B is on, I'm like, Nikki couldn't have done that. And, like, so many verses that Nikki's on, I'm like, Cardi couldn't have done that. Right. And it's just, like, so annoying. Because I'm like, if they work together, they could have literally taken down these mediocre ass men male rappers <laughs> yeah you know? and i really liked motorsport i think i even wrote a review of it for the diamond back when it came mm -hmm. out i really liked that song and then there was so much controversy about how they didn't even like record it together yeah. so that was a mess but i think also nikki's issue was that not only is she kind of putting women down that are like in her lane i guess mm -hmm. um she's also supporting people who have abused women and right. she's working with them helping them get money which like sends a really bad message not only to those people's victims, but to other victims of abuse, sexual assault, mm -hmm. what what have you. Like, how can anyone who feels uncomfortable with those things be a fan of her? It right. just It's like she's alienating a big piece of the world, a very big piece of the world. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's, like, not necessarily to say that anyone who collaborates with someone accused of abuse should be canceled. Right. Because at the same time, it's like, they didn't do it. But the attitude that you're sending is like, oh, like... 
this is this isn't like terrible. So I think I, to like Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. um, how she did that song with R. Kelly. Yeah, and I mean that was stupid. Obviously, like everything was pretty well known about him before she put out that song. I don't even think I ever listened to it. Um, but then whenever the documentary came out recently about R. Kelly, the docu series on Lifetime, she like I think put out a really large apology, kind of not only just apologizing but explaining where she came from, so people could. I guess learn to trust her again, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really noble where a lot of other people don't do that. And whenever they issue apologies, it's not even an apology. It's a, if I did anything wrong, my bad. But right. I don't want to admit that I did anything wrong. But people wrong. were still trying to come for Lady Gaga, saying, yeah. like, cancel, cancel. And it's like, this woman literally just, like, let out this huge apology. Obviously, she didn't mean to alienate anyone the way she did. And I think she deleted the song off of platforms yeah, the best she, of her ability. Mm-hmm, she took it off. I think everything. I think she left up. There's a version without R. Kelly with Christina Aguilera in it. I think that's still up. But I'm like, you know, she did the best she could. I think Lady Gaga has proven herself several times over that she is an aid to other communities outside of hers. And I don't know. Like, things like that where it's like little things like that. I'm just like, you want to cancel her for that? But yet, here we are still giving money to Chris Brown, Kanye, 6 9 blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, that's, I think, the biggest issue with cancel culture is that it literally is like a game to people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just as soon as someone does something bad, cancel, as if we have this endless repertoire of artists. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess we kind of do, but I don't think canceling people that have made big contributions to the industry is the way to go about uplifting anyone new. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about earlier... That anyone who's in the public eye is going to have done something wrong. Um, anyone that's rising up to fame, someone's going to dig through their Twitter account and find things they've said that are bad. Like um, Doja Cat, who had the song like Moo or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> early in the year. It was like a really funny kind of meme. And then people dug up tweets of her using the F slur. Um, and her apology was some bullshit. It was basically yeah. saying like, am I homophobic for saying that? Am I? I guess I am. Something like that. So <laughs> that's it's kind of... Do you apologize or do you defend yourself without even considering that you may have done something wrong? And I think that's where the line is um, with cancel culture. Like, should we cancel someone or should we not? That just, like, hurts me because I'm like, I really wanted to like Doja Cat. Yeah. Um, And same thing with City Girls. They have a history of some homophobic comments. Um, And I'm like, also at the same time, like, we need to understand that there are people who genuinely do not know better Mm -hmm. with certain things. Like, I have friends who I've met in college who have literally been like, I grew up in a town where I did not know that these things are wrong because there was no one to call me out, no one to tell me otherwise. I'm glad that there is now so that I can learn. And I just want to, like, that has opened my up because to me, I've, always kind of been in like an area where like a lot of different people a lot of diversity so it's like you're aware of the ways to address and interact with other people um and so I think it's like I don't want to necessarily write someone off for homophobic comments completely but it's like all right you're in my side eye like I see you like and I don't know it's just like I wish that Doja Cat had given a better apology. Right. I really I really want to like City Girls because I think that they're really talented I and I think so. that they could and like I don't think there's a lot of like female rap groups out there. I think they could totally 
tear up a whole new part of the industry. Mm-hmm. But I like, like, there's part of me that like doesn't know if I can like give my full support to them. Also because of that. But if they released a statement, I like it's like hard to know when it's genuine or not because it's right. like, do I do this because I mean it or do I do this because I need to to stay not canceled? Yeah, and I think. So that's something I like about Cardi B. Um, I remember there was an issue with her in transphobia early in the year, and I don't necessarily know if she's fully understood what she did wrong, mm-hmm. but it definitely seemed like she was trying. She doesn't issue statements that are, like, super PR feeling. She, like, posts screenshots on her Instagram or, like, mm-hmm. talks into the camera and, like, legitimately explains herself. Like, I grew up somewhere where we didn't know things about the LGBT community, so, like... I did what I said what I said. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of more admirable than people just, I don't know, talking out of their ass. Right. Things that are obviously proofread ten times over. Right. With the right words and stuff. Cardi B is not that type of girl. Right. She's not going to proofread her shit. She's going to type what she has to say and then post it without a thought. And, like, I agree. Like, I think that is why so many people are so awestruck by Cardi B because she is not willing to do that, like, fluffy, pose-for-the-camera type shit that, like, literally every other celebrity does. Right. Cardi B is her own engine. And I admire her for that. And yeah. I think that she has really grabbed the industry, like, where it hurts. And she's like, this is my game now, and here I am. I think that she is given as much an apology as she can. And I don't think that she would be the type of person to do that again. If she did it again, I'd definitely be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. But I think that she's learned, and I don't think she's the type of person to like, dwell on it and make like make it seem like fluffy like that. Yeah. There's so many people. Every time we're talking, I think of so many examples of different people that mm-hmm. have done wrong things. Because everyone's been come for at some point. Right. And when I'm thinking of all these apologies, my head is going to Kevin Hart with the whole Oscars uh, yeah. thing. And how he also issued, like, a non-apology. I, yeah. I just don't... I think in this day and age of cancel culture, it's important for people to actually think... Like, whenever they're apologizing to the public, they should think of it as if they're apologizing to, like, a partner or something. Like, mm-hmm. I hear you. I understand. This is what I did wrong. I get that. Right. And that's more of an apology than just saying, like... I'm sorry. Yeah. If. If you use if an apology, it's not an apology. Right. Yeah. And I think that's kind of all too common in the music industry right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I I am hesitant about cancel culture. I mean, I like I like holding people accountable. Mm-hmm. We've listed a lot of people like R. Kelly, Chris Brown, who I wish would be gone for good yeah. from the industry. Like I'm tired Goodbye. tired of their shit. But there are also a lot of people that have talked about that I hope can redeem themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important aspect of I agree. cancel culture and stand culture kind of coming to this happy medium of like our celebrity faves are not perfect Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't treat them like they are or like they should be Mm -hmm. um like if you're a fan of someone like acknowledge their mistakes and if you're not a fan of someone i wouldn't say take it easy on them but maybe try to be less attacking i mean i know it's the internet but there are people on the internet that are so terrible i think people on the internet just have like I don't want to say too much freedom because that makes it sound like I'm like censorship. Yeah, yeah. no, because I definitely don't believe in that. They have but too it's much like, gall. They have too, right. People are too, <laughs> too ballsy. Confidence. It's like say that to their face, you know? Yeah. Like people just like I don't know. I think in the end, it all comes down to the standards we hold people to, um, and 
holding our faves to different standards as other people's faves. Mm -hmm. And I think that bleeds into every part of society, almost, like, our friendships, our politicians. Right. Um, you know, I think cancel culture is a byproduct of sand culture. It's a byproduct yeah. of people being constantly, like, my fave can do no wrong. Right. And that's something that needs to end before cancel culture will kind of stop being so toxic and, like, impending on mm -hmm. all aspects of media. Yeah. For me, it really comes down to everyone having their own bar or moral compass of, like, this is what I'm willing to tolerate. And there are some people, clearly, whose bar is far too low because I see people... Like, I know people that literally got XXX Tentacion tattoos after he died. Oh. And I'm just like, you clearly, one, don't know good music because I listen to his shit and I'm like, what? Like, no disrespect <laughs> to the dead, but, like, also, like, he was just kind of, like, a gross person. And I'm like, like, you're just gross. And to me, it's like, if you're an abuser, like, you're literally off my list. XXX, don't listen to him. Don't listen to 6 9 Don't listen to Chris Brown. I used to listen to Melanie Martinez, but as soon as I found out that she had been accused of rape allegations, I was like, goodbye. Like, literally deleted her off my phone that day. Yeah. And I'd seen her in concert. I was a big fan of hers. But you know what? Like, I'm not willing to support and give my listen, give my time, give my money to those sorts of people. And that's why, like, when it comes to Nicki Minaj, who was someone that I really liked for a really long time, it's like... Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm canceling her for, like, the moment. For me, it's, like, I want to see her redeem herself. And I think that she could do that. This is a shameless pub for my own um, essay on the Dimebag website that I wrote about <laughs> her. Go read it. Um, but I would really love to see her kind of just, like, own up to her shit. But I don't think she's gonna. And that's why I'm kind of just, like, over her for now. But I would love to see her kind of redeem herself, come back in people's good graces, because I think she's out of a lot of people's good graces right now. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I think her thing is more of just being, like, having poor values than necessarily having taken a lot of poor actions. But at the same time, I don't know the person. I don't know what she does in her free right. time. And I think that's what a lot of this comes down to. People judge and treat people as if they know everything about them. But people are complicated. People have so much going on at all times. And then I'm not defending anyone and I'm not sticking up for anyone, but it's like people act like they have all the answers. All these people on Twitter act like, I know this, 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 and this. And I'm like, okay, but you don't. You know, stop, mm -hmm. get off your moral high horse and just kind of like treat it how you would treat someone that you know. Yeah, give them a chance to learn. And also, apologies are important. Yeah. Like giving people no. actual a chance to apologize instead of, uh, I don't know, canceling them before they get the chance right. and making fun of their apology when it comes right. out. But also learn how to tell a genuine apology right. from a bullshit one because right. there's there's a difference and some of them can look really genuine but still be bullshit any yeah. any apology that's like i'm sorry if no goodbye yeah. <laughs> and there's so many like jason was saying there's so many like up-and-coming rappers and that can be said of pretty much every genre there's mm -hmm. so many up-and-coming artists if your fave is trash don't worry Get there will be a new fave to come, yeah. Go listen to Lizzo. She's great. She's <laughs> wonderful. Not problematic. She's my 2019 rising star. Yeah. And I'm ready for her. Even Lizzo, I don't need to keep elongating this, but she was called out for doing a Weight Watchers commercial or having her song on one, and immediately she was like, you know what? I didn't know those things. And also, I think 
the people criticizing me should check their privilege and understand that as, like, a black woman in the industry, I need these kind of opportunities for exposure, whereas some of your faves don't necessarily have that struggle. Um, but she did apologize for everything, and she explained her reasoning, which I think is genuine and good, and I liked that. I literally did not even know that she was calling out for that. Mm -hmm. That's so dumb. Yeah. Leave my girl alone. <laughs> Cancel culture. It's never ending. <laughs>